philanthropy. It's all about giving to the causes that matter to you the most and making a real difference in the lives of others. Humanitarians understand this is not an activity reserved only for the wealthy. In fact, being a humanitarian is all about living your life with purpose, on purpose. It becomes a way of life and a way to truly experience living life to the fullest. Everyone is born with the ability to be a humanitarian. This podcast is for humanitarians, by humanitarians. We'll learn from guests who will inspire, motivate, and help you step into living your best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. On today's show, I'm continuing the roundtable discussion with my two distinguished guests, Terry Lynn and Osas. Terry Lynn is a wife, mother of three, and grandmother of two. She's a mentor and a coach. She uh, is also an adopted mom to many young people in Africa, as well as other places around the world, and is on the board of directors of Amina Africa, an outreach assistance program for African Christian leaders. Terry has an associate of science degree in electrical engineering and spent nearly eight years in the field of electronics in field service. She is currently residing in with her family in North Carolina. Osas is an author, speaker, translator, ambassador, co-founder, and COO of multiple companies. He has built systems together with partners across the globe, including cross-border digital payment gateway, vertical farming systems, microgrid, solar fridge, solar mobile plumbing device, and nanotech systems for farmers. He has trained both young and old across 15 African nations, is on the verge of rounding off his PhD program overseas. He currently resides with his wife in Nigeria. Welcome back to the show, Terry Lynn and Osas. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on the show. Happy to be here again. Thank you, Nancy. Yes, thank you very much. And we're happy to be here together. Thank you. So our topic today is cross-border mental drain in edutech. Now, neither of those are familiar to me. Um when I first was introduced to this. So here's the explanation I see it as cross-border mental drain and edutech. So many young people are leaving their countries to come to the West to further their education. And upon completing their education, decide to stay rather than return to their country. This plays a significant part in slowing down the improvement process um, of the country they left. Osas, my first question is for you. Did you come up with the terms mental drain and edutech or are they widely used outside the Western world? Is like I said, I've not heard of them before. Uh, okay, uh, I would say is uh, something that compared to know. I don't know about uh, the, the Western world, but I think uh, a lot of people know it as a as a brain drain. Uh, but I started to look at mental mental drain uh, because it's something that. Uh, that we really need to look at, talk about because it's affecting a lot of uh, a lot of countries, and uh, it is good that uh, we pay attention to it. So, I would say there's something I came up with, but it's just a, modifi- a modification of what some person have talked about in terms of uh, brain drain. Okay, Terry Lynn, what are your thoughts? Sorry, I was trying to get unmuted. Okay, so I, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this topic and I haven't really um, heard it discussed in the manner that Osas has come up with. And, and I think that it's a good thing. And I, I'm just, I want, I would like for us to look at positive side as well as what's what's negatively affecting Africa and other countries as young people pursue education elsewhere. Um, and uh, honestly, um, I hope we hit this topic well. It's really near and dear to my heart as well. So I'm looking forward to getting on this today. So the whole idea is to do something so that the students would want to return to their country and apply the knowledge and skills they acquired from their education to improve the standard of living in their own country. That's pretty much the the crust of what we're, we're talking about here. Um, so third world countries and, and I guess there's second world countries, I guess, um, that come to the Western world and, and get their education here. Um, the students don't want to leave because they like the culture here. Um, but that leaves these brilliant minds outside of their country and the country cannot, um, their own country cannot, um, move forward fast enough because of that. And that's the mental drain. If I, do I have that right? Osas? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, um, what do you, what do you suggest as a, as a resolution to that Osas? Okay, uh, for the standpoint of uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, as someone who is always looking at uh, how to solve problems, uh, this, this is something that is really affecting, like you said, uh, the third world developing countries. So you see a lot of people living in the shores of their country, not just to, to seek greener pasture, so a lot of people feel that they are going to seek no, not just, but just because they want to acquire knowledge. And in acquiring knowledge, they discover that life becomes so much better for them compared to their country. And when they also look at uh, some persons who attempted to come back to their country, see the way they were being treated, so they feel like there's no point for me to return back to my country. Let me just say here. Yeah, yeah, I'm being loved. Yeah, people, we, we understand the kind of uh, uh, input I'm bringing into the system. And looking at the other the focus, EduTech, it is a solution. Because what I would like to note, uh, as much as people are leaving their, 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 their own country, it means that they are leaving behind people who would have uh, gotten inspiration from them. Say, for instance, if someone who uh, got uh, uh, a very good grade, okay, let me use myself as, as an example now. While I was uh, in the university, I was being told that if I'm able to graduate as, as a first-class student or best-graduating student, I'll have the opportunity to become a lecturer. So that becomes an incentive for me. It made me to start working hard as much as I can in making sure that I'm able to get to that point. I know the day when I graduated, when I was talking with my HOD that, oh, 
I'm graduated. I, I, I couldn't get the plus plus, but I became the best graduating student. How can I be assisted? I want, I wanted to, I already told him that the university policies, if not, uh, they said the, uh, the staff, they're already saturated with staff. They cannot admit any student, uh, bring any, recruit any student as a graduate uh, assistant. So that affected me. But I was able to pick up. Let's look at it in the extreme part for someone who does not have my kind of internal motivation. My feel that, oh, it seems uh, this country does not appreciate the effort I put in. Let me go to another place where so you see the person putting a lot of effort in making sure that they want to move. So the solution or what can be done in reducing this is for these host, uh, uh, these uh, countries where people are living, they should embrace technology, especially digital technology, because through it, you, you can see that a lot of people were able to attain any form of educational level they want to. Because if every employer can give assurance to an employee that Wherever you pick up your, your degree, be it online, be it offline, it is accepted. I think we won't be talking about this. But what we see, we see discrepancies. Yeah, maybe a degree you get from a particular school, let's say from Harvard or from uh, Glasgow or some other uh, big institution uh, around the world have more, more stick with others from other countries. So if we're able to uh, remove that bar that's a barrier, between the, the, the level of uh, degree that has been attained, be it through offline or through physical contact, I think this uh, meta dream that we are currently experiencing in the developing world or the, the, the third world will not be seen. And people will want to what, come back to their country and also what, invest. But what we see is that a lot of people are not being encouraged. The government is not encouraging them, even where they are. So, and looking at the statistics that is before me, it's alarming to see that over 85% uh, 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 of people are living in the shores. Take, for instance, in Africa, from Kenya, Nigeria, Africa, Ghana, you see a lot of people living in the of, of, of the continent, and which is not the best. The only way the, con the continent can become better is if these persons go and come back. But what are they coming to us to meet? They are coming to meet people that will start uh, making them feel inferior, uh, where, where uh, uh, work is not being acknowledged. So it's a big problem. So it's something we need to really need to discuss so we can see how we can uh, talk about the, the possible solutions that we can uh, offer to the, our audience who are listening to us. So <clears throat> many Western colleges um, and universities offer online learning rather than in-classroom learning. Would taking classes online rather than physically moving to that Western country to attend classes help resolve this issue? Yes, it will. It will help resolve it. Terry Lynn, what are your thoughts? Well, I think um, you're, you're the last thing you touched on, being able to open up um, – students to online courses and still being able to get a degree. But one of the things that um, I 
believe Osas is even showing us with his own life is that it's important to encourage young people to think outside of the box and use their minds and be creative and be innovative. And we actually need a lot more entrepreneurs to be developed in the, um, in these countries, because when we see that happening, progress happens, change happens because it's the young generation that's going to bring about the changes in governments that's holding, um, holding this education process back. I, I, uh, when I think about this, it really brings tears to my eyes because, you know, the mental drain is not only the fact that they're wanting to look and they, it's a lot of time that's spent looking into other universities and trying to get a, um, acceptance letters and, you know, have their on, online interviews. That's a long process and it get, it is draining while you're still trying to do your, your regular work, or if you're a student already at a university, um, it is very, very draining. And um, so what I have seen happen and witness is that the students become ba- basically in despair. They look around and they see the numbers and they see the numbers of job opportunities that are there. And they said, what is, what is in it for me? And many of them have taken their own lives because they don't see any possibilities for themselves. We need, and OSAS's um, ideas and concepts are to open this up to other options for young people to get age educated and to really bring about their, their skills and talents that they already have and to bring about their um, capabilities inside of them that they can be creative and come up with ideas and start businesses and companies that will reach out to young people in the same situations. This is where we actually see change. And the I'd love to see the education system change as well, because um, having young lecturers that have been involved makes can make a difference to young students. Um, I just don't, I don't see the, the same type of things happening at the universities there in Africa as happens here and at other universities. And that is the professors or uh, what, what we call professors, uh, which are called lecturers there, um, how they take the time and how, how they really, really teach, how they you know are dedicated to their schedule. When it's time for them to have class, they have class. They make sure that the classes aren't overfilled and the students aren't standing there in exhaustion and fainting because of the heat. I'm, I'm just going through some different scenarios that, that is actually happening and why these young people would be um, pursuing education abroad. They, they see so many more possibilities and so many more benefits. And if we could have something set up that would encourage them to go back to their home countries and be able to make a difference and be able to, you know, have work opportunities or they had something in mind to start their own, their own company, then that would be great because they're opening up opportunities for others. Um, and I would just, I would, I would just, I'm just praying that something like that can happen that actually changes because there's so many intelligent young people everywhere. It doesn't matter 
that it's just uh, in the Western world or England or, um, you know, which I mean, UK or Europe, but Africa is filled with so many intelligent, intelligent, gifted um, people everywhere. And it doesn't matter what the background or culture is. It's really about bringing out those talents and making a difference. Absolutely. And, And I'm sitting here thinking online classes have their place for sure. But isn't the whole physical college university experience and education in itself? And what I mean by that is introduction of a different culture helps to expand horizons and visions of the students. Do we really want to deprive them of that experience? Perhaps the point is to instill in them a desire to return home rather than stay. It seems to me that more needs to be done to instill a sense of pride in their country while they are young before they head off to attend higher learning so they can have a sense of loyalty to their own country. Tyrion, do you agree with that? What do you think? Well, you know, back in the day, that used to be the concept <laughs> of, of going off to college somewhere and having that experience. Let's put quotations around, you know, that experience. And to be able to go abroad is an amazing experience. I just... um one of, one of my, my guys um, in the family just went to the UK to go through a, a graduation um, process ceremony. And it was amazing because he had been there in the UK. He's from Nigeria. And he's been at a, um, uh, in Suka at the university there. And I mean, I'm just, I, I, I just feel so encouraged by the enthusiasm of what happens by, ha- by having that experience. Yes. It's right. wonderful. And the other thing is that going abroad gives you um, ex- exposure to so many different things. And also you see how working in your field or even working while you're attending school, it's a whole different experience. That's mm-hmm. not even possible in Nigeria. You cannot work. You know, government holds students back. You cannot have a job unless you are doing something on the side, a side hustle that says, you know, oh, I'm experienced in repairing computers or VR units or whatever it might be. And you just kind of on the side can somebody can contact you and you can do that. But that is that's not very many. That's not very often that that will happen. And. Like I said, I, I would just love to see it where the despair and mental distress on students goes away. Yeah. And we have so many things that are more open to them, which OSAS is so creative and innovative also about these ideas. So. Well, I think we can agree that there are certain professions that require hands-on learning. I, I certainly don't want a surgeon that got his degree online. Absolutely. And also electronics, you know, you have to have your hands-on labs. There's definitely things that we, that we do, um, in fields that just have to, it's just, it's, uh, you just have to go through it. I mean, you have to have on, um, site, on hands, um, lessons and, and, um, development in these courses. So yeah, there's health, uh, health and wellness is one area. Uh, if you're just going to go into nutrition, then that's something that you could be doing online and right. be learning that way. Um, a lot of nurses, they go through their initial nursing degrees online. Yeah. 
But once you come into the higher education part, you really have to be at a university to be able to have exposure to um, hospitals and go through your residency. The art field is also something that is pretty hands-on. Yes. Yeah. So, so Amsas, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I, I agree. I agree with uh, what uh, Eria said concerning uh, having a hands-on on or the particular uh, side, but uh, I think technology is, is already creating a disrupt a disruption in terms of how education is being, being uh, assessed. Why am I saying this? We have what we call the visual and the augmented reality. Through this technology, you can have the same feeling, the same experience that you have in a typical classroom or in a typical laboratory. I don't know, I, I know many of our audience must have uh, wore and headset, a game headset that is a uh, uh, VRO uh, powered that with visual reality, where you can have a 3D experience of what is really happening, real life. So that technology can be adopted in every field. But the only challenge that, might, that, that we might encounter is the time frame. But this is already happening. Even in medicine, we're talking about, yeah, you can go through the, the online. Thereafter, you can be introduced into the visual augmented reality environment where you're able to still have that same feeling as if you are in a, uh, in a, in a surgical uh, environment. If we're not talking about maybe uh, 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 cultural uh, attachment and all that, Maybe towards the latter end of the program, a student can be introduced overseas, but will be made to, to come back. And if, like I said earlier on, that if employees can actually guarantee that whatever education you get, either through a, a, a coordinated environment or a, a, or a, a visual environment, as the case may be, you will still be able to able to uh, 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 be employed. Thereafter, there's nothing wrong. After the program, these students are being introduced or be, they, they go out for, for internship overseas. They go there and have an internship or assistantship where they will have uh, an own experience. Well, what I would like to note, uh, uh, life is shifting away from just the theory, 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 which is what we see in the developing world. And because of the practical nature of, uh, of the, the, the Western world, people want to what? assume these places. But at the same time, when technology comes, just like, like the way we are talking now, nobody expects that we're able to, work, to talk from a very far distance. Nobody ever envisaged that it will come to pass. But today it's coming to reality. That is what visual and the augmented reality will also be bringing to our, our own doorstep. Where education can be accessed wherever you are. Even in your room, you can have uh, 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 that kind of uh, interaction, that student and teacher interaction. You are, in, you are in, in a lab, a control environment, a visual environment, where you, whatever practical, whatever you want to do, if it is a, 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 a model, which is being stimulated to become light, you can also do it 
both in engineering, if you, if you are in the uh, architectural or structural engineer, where you have to stimulate a house to have a 3D interface of whatever you want to see real life. These are things that already have happening. So, and the only way we could get to know about this is for us to be very, very flexible with our thinking. We don't have to be very, very rigid. There are some of us also as the challenges that we also face in developing world. They are very, very rigid. They are very, very used to what they know. So if this can be unnessed by these both countries, where the, the student is living and where the destination of the student, they're able to what? Have that interaction. The exchange program that we are having now, to me, I think it's not effective enough. Because what we have here, uh, a student already maybe in the first level, uh, first year or second year, we now what make an application through the essence program and now go and finish overseas. If you can have an essence program, where it's not something you need to even apply. It's part of the curriculum that after you spend uh, uh, two years in South Africa or two years in, uh, in Ghana or three years in Ghana, it is expected that you leave and what? Go overseas and take the the remaining two years, and when you are done, whatever certificate it gives to you is not valid. Is your main country certificate that will be valid, and whatever certificates that will also be given, it can be from Ghana, it can be from South Africa. It will also have that letterhead from university overseas, and there will also be a an MOU between these two countries. That wherever this certificate is written, that it is accepted. There's no discrepancy. When we have that, I don't see any reason why people want to, to leave the shores of their own country. Because sometimes some of these places that they are running to, the weather, they're not used to it. Take, for instance, in Africa, because of the tropical region and everything, and they now move over to the, the Western world where the cold is high. You see them struggling, you see them doing some things that. Ordinarily, they don't want to do. Why? Because they want to see how they can make, make a better life for themselves. But if they can get a guarantee between these two countries, that even if you come to our countries, there's no big deal about it. Whatever certificate I'll be giving to you, your, your main country, your country, where you're coming from, we have to also certify it. And even if you take the certificate to the UK, you take it to China, you take it to India, you take it to any part of the world, you see accepted. And people now start saying that, oh, why do I need to work? go and break the bank? So because oh. I want to go to school abroad. So why maybe do I need to uh, take my family inheritance just to go and school abroad? Why do I need to take loans, student loans to school abroad? Why do I need to work? sell all my properties? So make everything just to make sure that what for they abroad. When they know that they have the guarantee that whatever certificate they have even if in their country, even if it's in abroad, it will be accepted. I think this meta or, or brain draining that we are experiencing in the developing world will be reduced drastically. So maybe incentivizing students that want to yes. um, go overseas to the Western universities and, and colleges, um, maybe like a scholarship program that pays for their Western education with a stipulation that they return home to apply what they learn. So for example, for every year paid for by the scholarship program, they're required to return to their own country 
and served there for two years. Do you think that might work? Yes. Yes, it will work. It will work. But like I said, they have to be a paperwork between these two countries. But most times, these things are already... In, in the developing world, there are a lot of policies that are beautiful. But the implement, implementation is a problem. Nobody wants to implement it. So if there can be a mutual agreement between these two, uh, these two uh, universities or two countries, that these students will be given the, the incentive that, that is due to them, it will also reduce it. But what we have, it will be said on paper that a student will be given an incentive that when they come back from overseas, they will be given a job or they will be given a grant to start up a business. At the end of the day, when they come back, they will start what, uh, bringing stories. And it becomes difficult for them to return back. So for them not to fall into that trap, they all decide to leave. They just decide to what, stay back. Not because really they, they don't want to. Every, every, every citizen wants to do something that people will be proud of. Because why would like to or not, people are looking up to you. They are younger ones that are looking up to you. Now you are trying overseas. You want to inspire. But now nobody gives a damn because the government will not, are not ready to work, implement such. So government policy will also need to work, to come in. Not just leaving it for the host country alone. It has to be a mutual agreement. It has to be an agreement that is already sealed and cannot be changed. And the money is not in the hands of this government. The, the money is already, or the incentive is already a, maybe a, a, a third party. So that immediately the student is able to uh, uh, do their own part. They easily well, assess it. There's but, no bureaucracy in assessing uh, such incentives. I think that will also help us. Let me, let me say this, though, that, you know, I don't think that this can be resolved by the government. The government has let all of us down. Let's just face it. But what about private industries? offering scholarships to the students there in, you know, so that they will return and work at that, at that company. Yeah. 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 That takes the government out of the equation, which is a good thing in my opinion, and provides the student with a secure job when they return. Well, actually we have a, we have you're you right. You're right. But it's it just that uh, uh, because of uh, some of the, the policies that is on ground, it's become very difficult. Most of, uh, like for me, uh, why I know most of uh, 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 private organizations are able to work with such, and multinationals, oil companies, maybe IT companies are able to do that. But other private uh, uh, owned companies that would have loved to go through this. Because of uh, past uh, accidents, they won't want to venture into it. So, like you said, it is good. But we need to also create more awareness so that more private firms uh, can also come into it. So that uh, what's knowledge that has been uh, attained was also replicated in, in the organization. And there's also a, a, a backing from the international labor uh, law to back such students so that they will not be just being used I'm done. Okay. Terry Lynn, your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> OSOS hasn't really touched on this much, but there are requirements. And uh, let's just use Africa because I'm aware of what happens when 
the students go through education, they're required to do government service. That they can't just come back and um, you know have have these agreements between the universities and um, go to work at a company. They have to do their one year service, and that's one of the things that where the government is um, kind of influencing how things work there. So, uh, and the frustration is there aren't as many openings to be able to serve in, in the areas of your education to finish out your certificate and your degree so that you can graduate as there are students. And this has been a huge dilemma that I see happening there that, you know, you, you've gone through your courses, you've gone through everything, you should be graduating, but there's no place to send you to do your service to the government for the, the eight months or 12 months that's required. So we're in a vicious cycle still. Mm -hmm. And and this is why the the young people, when they go abroad and they, they get their degrees, their intelligence, and they're sought after to go to work at large companies, or they put their their um, their their innovation to work and develop uh, companies from other companies. Just just their ideas. So I I just see the the benefit that they're seeing here and 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 abroad is that they can go right to work, okay, and they can earn um, money amounts of money that's not been uh, even thought about in their own countries it's way beyond way beyond yeah the opportunities there and so we have a vicious cycle a vicious hole of what how do we serve these countries the best way possible and that's been the dilemma and that's the mental drainage again that we go back to it's just huge mental drain because the Everyone is directed. All the young people are directed. Oh, okay. So you're finished with uh, secondary school. It's on to college, on to university. And then, oh, where do we get the money for that? You know, we're talking about so much that's necessary. You, you, you just, our minds in the other countries, you know, Western world and Europe and um, Australia, we, we cannot a lot of times wrap our brains around what is really happening. So you can countries. you can kind of look at education as being uh, on a train. You're going down the tracks and you're you're chugging along and, and you're making progress and you're getting through your education and you finally get to your education. And the last stop of that train is like no man's land. There's nothing yeah, there. You're in the desert. Yeah. So what can be done for those already in the higher education process at a Western college or university? How can we make it so that they want to return to their home country after experiencing all the Western world has to offer. And let's face it, human instinct is to do well, is to make a great life for yourself. And the contrast between the Western world and their country is huge. What can we do to help tip that so that they return to their country and actually have a life, can have a life there? What do you think, Terry Lynn? Well, my my thought is the to continue the strength of relationships in their own country. Okay, build on relationships, build on contacts, build on 
possibilities, you know, never give up and to be determined to make a difference in your own country. I mean, I'm just meeting so many um, young people that have come to the States for higher education from Cameroon, from Nigeria, from, from all over Africa. And, you know, deep down they want to go make a difference in their, in their families and in their country, in their country. Uh, however, they see the best way they can benefit their country and their families as the family has been coming first is to work here and, and, um, develop themselves here and send money home. And what we need to do is develop an education system, a, I think an entrepreneur, a, a skills building system that we can encourage young people to develop their skills, develop their ideas, go outside the box, be innovative, um, be courageous. You know, um, to me, Osas is very unique. Um, and I've met so many unique young people. That's why I say I know there are so many talented and gifted and intelligent people there that I, I just uh, wish that we there was a way. And I think we need to be innovative about this. And Louis has, has great ideas that we can do this to develop the young people, to give the incentive to go back. And what's going to make the difference is having established companies, having possible uh, opportunities that they can go into um, uh, basically a class or education process that says here, here's how we walk you through developing and starting your own company. Here's all the necessary things that you need to do. And I think um, that we, as we do that, that's the thing where place that we can make a difference. Um, There's no, there's just not enough job openings. And when we help them, realize that where they can make a difference is by creating work and creating jobs and coming up with innovative ideas. Uh, I like what Osa said about the VR education. It is so true. We have to get outside of the, um, get past all the old, you know, and turn the page, turn the page to, to new and innovative ideas and concepts. And VR learning is, is huge. It's being used. Um, it is like being right there. And I, th- I think that's an amazing way to go for education uh, to help keep our young people um, innovative, help their education flowing and moving in their own countries. But the, the, the thing that we're going to be running into, again, is the cost. And um, what do we do for that? What, do we, what kind of scholarship, what kind of help can we do to help these countries be able to expand and um, move forward in the future with their education and learning. Yeah. And that's where creative thinking really comes in for sure. Now, another thought has come to me that in most any field of um, study, your first couple of years at college or university is basically your core subjects. And those could be taken online. They don't require travel to the U.S. I mean, they could be enrolled in an online program even in the U.S. from their own country. And then the third and fourth year and subsequent years of education, probably more hands-on. Um, so that keeps them in their own country for, you know, a couple of years anyway on that process. It doesn't solve a whole lot, but it does keep them there and hopefully 
some kind of a campaign can be started with the main companies in the their country that can um, incentivize these kids to come back and, and work, have a job at their company. Your thoughts, Osas? Okay. Uh, uh, for me, uh, just to also add to what uh, uh, Mr. Terry talked about and what you also talked about, but I want to give theory, theory, three major things that uh, this student or this thing need to do or what needs to be done for this student. The first thing is that while they are there, they should be given a grant. A grant of starting up a business or uh, progressing a particular career because not everybody can, can become a, 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 an entrepreneur but can want to work under somebody. If a student who has schooled overseas in the Western world, is being told that okay, in the in next three years, your your uh, you'll be working, you'll be paid, and the government will still be paying you for impacting other younger employees who don't have such knowledge. While for those that are entrepreneurs, they can also be given uh, that same grant to start up a business. In terms of uh, 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 registration of, 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 uh, of organization, it will be free for them, and they also be they also be free from tax, and they also be given giving the, the the opportunity to have a, a wide media coverage. That that is something that uh, uh, the government also needs to work to do for these students. That is the uh, one. Two, there should be a loud a loud appreciation. Allow the uh, coverage, loud testimonies of people who came back. Let's not just sweep it under the carpet. Any student that comes back to his own country, the, con- the students will be. This, this child is just, you take the story of uh, uh, the prodigal son, uh, although this student is not prodigal, but the way the father was very, very happy that the, the child was. Is from turning back. That can also be done so that other young ones will see that, oh, this person traveled and he came back. Look at the whole, the, the whole, the, the way the, the whole, uh, the country is celebrating. They are, they are very, very happy. They are just the way a country celebrates a footballer who is doing very well in Europe or in, in the Western world. If that kind of celebration can also be given, where they come and share their own testimony to other younger ones, inspire them. Where they can also be told at the very beginning that they are also free to travel back, but they also need time to work, integrate with other younger ones. Why the third one, there should be a special award for students who went to school overseas and came back. They have been awarded at different categories. Being in science, being in art, being in show science, every every form of career, this student's work should be awarded with it might not be a, a national award, but it can be like from the very from, from the bottom, like in, in Nigeria we have local government, it can be a local government award, it can be a state government award 
in other part of uh, uh, Africa, it can be a county award. It can be a a a a, a, a national award. And the case may be just to what encourage those who have excelled. What we have, we see that people overseas are only one celebrating our own brain, and which is not the best. So when you now see somebody, you're like a, 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 a child went out and an adopted mother is, a, is a celebrating the child that you have, you have done very well, but the best, I love you, show you so much love. And the main mother who gave birth to the child is saying that, uh, who, who sent you to that, that, uh, that side? Or maybe the, the, the birth mother is trying to for insult her. That we discourage the child of saying that, oh, yes, it might be my best mother, but I think I found another mother. That's what we are saying. So if that kind of scenario can be done, where the, the amount of celebrations that an adopted mother will give to a child, the best mother will give even more than it. Thereafter, you can see that that child or that student will start seeing that level of patriotism that level, level of doggedness that I, I love my country. Because why would I like to or not? Your country is your country, is your identity. Even if you go to another country to go and do, to go and become a citizen or take permanent residence and all that, there's still an affinity you still have in your own country. So if someone can what, applaud you, can appreciate you for the little effort you've done, I think that can also assist us. Those are the three points that I think we need to do in ensuring that this uh, this uh, issue is uh, resolved. Yeah, so pride in, in your own country should be, you know, that patriotism should be taught at an early age so that when they do go abroad, they want to come back and, and make a difference in their, their country that they love. Osas, how can my listeners reach out to you? I'm sure their their minds are racing right now with ideas. So how can they contact you? All right, so they, uh, a lot of listeners, uh, audience all about the world, you can get in touch with me. Just go my name, Osaritin Agbonovai. You see a lot of things about me. You can just check any of my social media handle, be it uh, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can just send a message. You'll but provide those links further, to me? Yes, okay. I will. If you also want to go further, to also get in touch with a professional who can actually guide you. I know a lot of persons are thinking, a lot from the developing world, okay, how do I go about this? How do I uh, navigate myself uh, in, in all this you are, being, you are saying? You can also come through a, a mobile clinic called the Flat Clinic, where a professional career uh, uh, personnel can get in touch with you. If you're also someone that also want to go into uh, uh, working with somebody, you can also come through our occupational therapist who will be able to listen to you without being judgmental and see how it can help you out, give you some career information that will guide you. A lot of persons are just traveling into this Western world. They don't actually know what is required. Take, for instance, uh, uh, in terms of weather condition, you don't know how things are, you don't know the minimum way, you don't know what you need to do. Some, some, some of these countries, you need to, you need to work yourself out in order to what, pay your, your fees and all that. So you, when you don't have 
a full scholarship and all that. Even a partial scholarship is still very, very difficult because of the exchange rates from the country we are coming from. So these are things where our professionals from Flat Clinic does come can actually what assist you in. Okay, awesome. Uh, Terry Lynn, how can my listeners contact you? Well, um, hopefully, Nancy, um, I would like to take a couple of minutes. I just wanted to expand on what Osas is saying. Again, such creative and innovative um, uh, ideas and the importance of recognition. You know, the importance of recognition goes so far, farther than anybody really realizes to develop a young person, to encourage them to keep moving and keep going forward and encourage them to, to not give up. And the, the mother concept, I love that idea. That concept is really so true because to, to have your birth mother and some adoptive mothers, and I'll go plural on this because it, it can, it makes a difference when that, those adoptive mothers are encouraging and empowering and uplifting and your cheerleader and that give you the recognition from everything that you've done and encourages the, and the birth mother to do the same. And it's so wonderful. It's so let's look at this as countries. If the, if when the young people um, return, if we could do that incentive to give the recognition at the state level and university level where they, where they left from would be so empowering to these young people to come back and, and implement their ideas and concepts either through the universities or through contacts through a flag clinic, because I think that's a great place to start um, and, and be able to, to get encouragement from, from people who are willing to listen without judgment, like Osas was saying, um, it's just a wonderful topic and to, to get rid of that mental drain that's, that's occurring and so many people leaving their country and not returning. Uh, to me, I, I, that really, is devastating in in itself because you're leaving your family behind also. And I would just love to see more people come back and put to work what they've learned in their own countries. And, um, that also have the support to do that. So, uh, I think that's what we're looking at is the support system as well. So to reach me right now through email or through OSAS, um, would be, uh, T as in tango or Terry, Lynn, L-Y-N-N dot hope at gmail.com. T Lynn dot hope at gmail.com. Okay. Awesome. Great show today, Terry Lynn and Osas. The first step to resolving an issue is to raise awareness about it. And we've certainly done that here today. Any final thoughts, Osas? Yeah. Uh, I want to uh, thank you, first of all, for bringing me up to the show once again. It has been a, a pleasure. Speaking with you and speaking with uh, my co-speaker, uh, Mr. Terry Lane, the wonderful uh, time out uh, speaking about this uh, issue. Uh, what I want to say to is that uh, you need to know that uh, there's still hope. There's still hope. You're getting to know about this because you want to know about it. But the most important is for you to take action. Don't just hear. Try and take action. If it's not affecting you, can affect somebody else. You can also make a, a referral to somebody who you could actually help. Because a lot of persons are already planning at the moment that I'm going to, to the West, Western world without having adequate knowledge. 
uh, what is required. So it is good that you reach out to us, the organizer, or any of us, so we can get in touch and see how we can make the world better for us. Thank you. Terry Lynn, your final thoughts. Well, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Osaz, again for um, a wonderful session. Um, yes, bringing out awareness first regarding these issues and also the next step, encouraging the next step to take action is um, is really pertinent to how we can move forward and make a difference in the world. I think that really that's what we're about is really making a difference in the world. It starts with us and starts with one person at a time and it can just really expand and ignite. So uh, one of the, one of the um, great things about this is we can now bring awareness to all across the world. Again, we started out with the topic of, of media and internet, but you know, we have to use the positive side of these tools and that's where we're headed. And we want to make a difference in the world everywhere to young people everywhere and to their families everywhere across the world. So thank you again, Nancy. Thank you, Asaz. Awesome. Well, folks, if today's topic has motivated you to help or get some help, please reach out to either of my guests. Those links are provided in today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired to begin living your best life with purpose. Be sure to click the subscribe button or go to callstockradio.com and join our mailing list to be notified first when new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link to locate this episode's post. There you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.